0: On today's Locked On Texan podcast, the Houston Texans snag X Titan. How big is Tier Tart to this defensive tackle unit? Is there an issue with John the III and the Houston Texans add Tim Boyle to the roster?
1: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome, 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 welcome to this Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you to all of our first-time listeners and viewers out there. If this is your first time, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And to our returning listeners, thank you for stopping by once again as we continue to talk Texans here on this Wednesday, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code LOCKEDONNFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm your Texans football analyst, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Of course, as always, Sports Illustrated's own credentialed media member for the Houston Texans, Cody Davis. On today's show, we look at. The significance of the Houston Texans adding Tim Boyle to this team. Uh, More news on C.J. Stroud. I know by this time you guys have already heard the Aaron Wilson report, uh, but we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about that. Uh, Is there issue with John Mechie and how he's fitting with the Houston Texans right now, or if we're going to continue to be optimistic, are they still taking it slow? Well, Cody and listeners and viewers, we kick off today's show with the Houston Texans signing former defensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans, Tyer Tart.
2: Yes, sir. They claimed him off waivers on Monday. And, John, I truly believe that this is an indication that the Texans are 100% focused on making a real playoff push down the stretch. As of right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts are all tied for first place in the division at 8 in six and i think it's safe to say whoever wins this division is definitely going to not only just make the playoffs but at the end of the day they're definitely going to have an opportunity to host a playoff game we know down here in the city of Houston, that is something that we've been dreaming about ever since 2019. however john it also showcased that in order for the texans to exceed that expectation they're definitely going to rely heavenly upon their defense. We saw how dominant that defense was Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. I'm expecting the same type of performance, if not a better performance Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, especially considering that this is a team there later on in the show, we'll get it, get we'll talk about it a little bit more, but they're going to go into their second consecutive game without CJ Stroud. And even when CJ comes back, you don't know how fully healthy Nico Collins is going to be. You already got a banged up offensive line, and without a shadow of a doubt, you are arguably you are going into this home stress without the services of if not your second or third, your fourth best offensive weapon in. Tank Dell, because as we all know he's out for the season so it seems like that coach D'Amico Ryan's Nick Casario saying you know what this defense is good let's continue to beep up this defense by the way speaking of that defensive line unit we really don't know how long Will Anderson Jr. is going to be out and I was told there's a possibility that he can be out for another game as well so we know how good and important Will Anderson Jr. has been to that to that defensive line but at the end of the day Keep the mojo going. Keep that good defense going, and when you add a guy like Tart, he's definitely going to 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 do wonders for this defense as well.
0: Yeah, when I look at Tart, I'm looking at a couple of things. First and foremost, um, we we gotta take into account who the Houston Texans close this, this season are playing. The Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns, a top ten running team in the NFL. The Tennessee Titans, who they have just dominated. So you know, none necessarily worried worried about them. But they close out the year against the Indianapolis Colts. Also another good team running the football, Um, and they've been going back and forth between Zach Moss, and we know about the Jonathan Taylor situation. Zach Moss is now dealing with an injury, but they also have Trey Sermon, who played good for them this past Sunday in a 30-13 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you go back a week before that, where they suffered a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, which is why I think... Cincinnati has the uh, lead over Houston right now because Houston lost to the Colts in week two, even though Houston beat Cincinnati. Mm. I think because of that win over Indy, now you're looking uh, at a team that has the, the break over them right now. But be, the week before that, didn't necessarily rush the ball, run the ball pretty good. But I think Houston, like you said, Cody, is gearing up to just beat teams defensively because they are going to be handicapped another week. We know C.J. Stroud. We know how potent that offense has been. You cannot expect for Case Keenum, the 13-year vet, however long he's been in the NFL, to step in and replicate some of the success and magic that you've seen this season from C.J. Stroud, two different quarterbacks in in the point in their career right now. So defensively, they will be the anchor of this team, Mm -hmm. which hadn't been the case. And so when you look at a signing like Ty. Teer Tart, excuse me, (laughs) he's a player that if you look at his best year in the league back last year, 2022, where he saw over 500 snaps, two sacks, right, 26 total tackles. But he's a guy that creates pressure in the middle of that defense, 19 hurries, five QB hits, four batted passes. Uh, He was very good for the Tennessee Titans defense up front. And he's a guy that can play in between the A-gap and the B-gap. So you're looking at some interchangeable uh, opportunities there. And, again, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, this is an opportunity for Houston to just solidify that rotation. We know about Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins. Mm-hmm. Khalil Davis has been good. But if we can be you know, fair and, and talk honest here, Kirk hasn't been the best this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me see if I can find some of some of his um, snap time. But he hasn't been the best for the Houston Texans this year. And I think this is an opportunity in area just for them to get better. And that's what they, they're doing right now with a guy like this. He's also young. Um, he was voted as one of the top 10 D tackles, uh, nose tackles in the league at one point. So you're getting a young guy who wanted to get out of his situation in Tennessee, still a very good player. Mm. just needed an opportunity to get it done. Uh, We're looking at this year, Kurt, his snap counters went down this year. Last couple of weeks, 37, 35, 41, uh, not necessarily impactful snaps for the Houston Texans. Hasn't registered a QB hit on the year. Only one tackle for loss. Just not necessarily as solid as you want that rotation piece to be. So, I like this sign. It gives Houston that additional help that they need up front. Welcome back in, Locked on Texan listeners and viewers. So I, I, this is a conversation that I think just should be had.
2: It's, uh, uh, I don't it's, it's, want it. I don't want to have it, by the way. I really don't.
0: When looking at what the issue is with John Meche, who we know the story, right, mm-hmm. uh, towards ACL, In his last collegiate football game, Mm -hmm. Houston Texans traded uh, two or three picks in the 2022 NFL draft, traded up to go get him.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And then we know the unfortunate news about the cancer setting Mm in. And so we know that his rookie year is basically this year, uh, right? His entire first year as an NFL player, he had to sit out going through treatment. This year, John Minchie did not go through a real full off season. I didn't necessarily kick it in until was it late July, you know, it was like August.
2: right before the start of training camp or the start of training camp was his very first time getting back into into the groove of things. Because remember, in terms of football, he
0: was working out. Mm -hmm. But in football, it was all different.
2: And then he did start, I want to say, at the start of that voluntary off-season workout program. But then he had a hamstring injury. And then that even set him back even more.
0: Right. So it's been Mm -hmm. unfortunate to start the career Mm -hmm. of of John Mechie, right? But I do want to point this out, Cody, and I want to hand it over to you. With the loss of Tank Dale a couple of weeks ago, and then Nico Collins goes down. And before Nico Collins goes down, and that was against the Denver Broncos, uh, in that game, John Metchie saw his second most snaps of the year offensively, mm-hmm. with 24 snaps and played in 35% of the offensive snaps. Actually, that was his third most of the year goes down against Denver which was a game where I was really intrigued to see how this coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball would include him game playing him into the to the you know uh, how will they include him into the game plan for that week excuse me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because of no tank no, no tank deal and because of the Noah Brown coming back off of injury and the limitations at the wide receiver court at that point I mean even with Tank Dale and Nico Collins, outside of those two heavy hitters for this Texans offense. what not? You're not getting a lot out of Robert Woods. Uh, Noah Brown, two monster games. He had one this past Sunday, but he was out due to injury. Xavier Hutchinson is also a fellow rookie, and he hasn't saw a lot of snaps. And So was really expected and excited to see how he'll get an opportunity to just prove that, hey, I still got it. We also remember in a Denver game, he and C.J. Stroud was out on the same page on a walk-in touchdown Mm -hmm. uh, that would have blew the top off the NRG Stadium. Mm -hmm. But then after that, the New York Jets, he saw 28 snaps, played in 50% of the offensive snaps, uh, five targets, one catch, only six yards. Tennessee Titan game. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And this was a Tennessee Titan game that did not have Nico Collins at all. Right, The New York Jet game – Nico Collins kicked it off. This is how he got his 1,000-yard season. But in the Tennessee Titan game, eight offensive snaps, his second lowest of the year, played in 10% of the offensive snaps, the lowest of the year. One target, one catch, one yard was nonexistent. Did not impact this office for the Houston Texans, and with the Houston Texans having a big offseason coming up, also with the next three games being crucial games, whether it's Case Keenum who we pres- well he'll be the starting quarterback Sunday, whenever CJ Stroud comes back, they're going to need everybody to give all that they have, mm-hmm. and I think for Houston, the question is, does John Mechie – fit into what your plans are right now?
2: This is a tough conversation because I look at it from three different ways. I'm going to start off by what I've been preaching ever since the end of last season, when we knew without a shadow of a doubt that John Metchie was going to be, first and foremost, healthy. And back in the swing of things with the Houston Texans, John, you know me, I kept saying it all throughout the offseason, all throughout training camp. And even at the start of the regular season, do not put too much on John Mechie's plate. Do not judge this young man as of right now because he is coming off where he missed almost two years worth of football. You know, to your point, he went down with the knee injury, and as he's recovering and, and starting to gain momentum re- recovering from the ACL tear, he, he gets the unfortunate news that he has leukemia. Then that sets him back even more. So I I knew this season was going to be a year where I would like to call this a red shirt year for John Mechie. However, I go back to I was interviewing him at his locker one time and we was talking because you remember I was doing the rookie diaries at the start of the season. And I remember I had asked him, hey, would you like to be a part of the rookie diary? He started laughing. He was like, no, nah, man, no, nah, I'm not a rookie. But Will is. And we started laughing. I said, well, I'm going to interview you about, you know, you know, some other stuff. And I remember I asked him, I said, and this was got this cat to be, let's like, say, week four or five. I want to say we're still early on in the season. And I remember I asked him a question. I can't remember how I phrased it, but I remember him telling me, I am ready to go. I am ready to go. And there are certain things that I have to show. I have to prove in order to get more snaps, get more reps or whatever the case might be. So there's also that aspect of it, that John Mechie is also ready. But then there's the Houston Texans side of things where I say, okay, If he's telling you you're ready, and I understand at the same time, and even Nick Casario and Coach D'Amico Ryan's even talked about it as well, how, you know, they're going to take their time getting John Mechie into the swing of things, and that was all the way back at the start of training camp in July. I love that statement. However, if he's telling you you're ready, and we are sitting here on December 20th, and we are still, you know, talking about him playing in only 10% of the snaps, what is the issue? Like, is there something he's not doing in practice? Are y'all trying to protect him too much? Because the one play everybody is going to talk about for the rest of this season and all throughout next season is the missed pass that you just mentioned, John, where he had an opportunity. If he would have caught that ball, his first touchdown of his career. But the reason why that that the reason why that was a miss opportunity for him because him and cj does not and do not have that chemistry down and when i'm looking at john mechie every time he goes out there on the field whether i'm watching him inside nrg stadium or watching him on tv when they go on the road i look at a guy who is still trying to find his way and still trying to find chemistry with his teammates and look understand that you know it's one thing not to have chemistry with CJ, but I also go back to training camp and say, okay, well, I remember majority of the times when he was out there on the field, he was developing that that chemistry and stuff with Davis Mills. If he plays Sunday, he's not going to have no chemistry with the quarterback because your quarterback is going to be Case Keenum again. So I just feel like that there are several things all at once that's playing into why we haven't seen john mechie be the john mechie we thought we was given i'm not judging the man i'm not about to sit here and call this man a bus or anything like that at the end of the day i'm going to stick by what i kept saying throughout this whole entire year give this man a year to get back in football shape and maybe just maybe this time next year we're having a completely different conversation however john i do want to say this really quick i also believe the emergence of Tank Dale this soon, this quick, also hinder what John Mechie could possibly be for this offense. Because I look at that from a standpoint that if Tank Dale wasn't arguably WR1 or WR2 on any given Sunday, that probably would have given John Mitch an opportunity to go out there and get more snaps and, and to get those repertoires and camaraderie and stuff with CJ. But, at the same time, on the flip side of that, they're about to go into what their third, fourth game without Tank Dale, and we're seeing less and less of John Mitchell.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest concern right now. It's not yeah. that what would you know, the, the question is, the question is not how he mixes with Tank Dale anymore. Yeah, because tank is not on the field.
2: Yeah,
0: it's strictly based on closing out this year showing that there's something there to hold on to. And I say that because for Mechie, you know, the the facts are, this team traded a lot to go up and get Mm
1: him.
0: Now, you cannot crystal ball the future and know what was coming after that. So by no means am I holding that situation, that unfortunate situation against Mm him. But as of right now, even if that never happened, even if this was just fair game from the start, and Tank Dale just outplayed him, which he has, of course, but he also came into the season coming off playing football, going through a full football uh, offseason and program, so he had an advantage over him. It's not about Tank Dale anymore. It's now about beating out Steven Sims, who had more opportunity than you on Sunday. It's now about beating out the sixth round receiver from Iowa State, Xavier Hutchison, who has been more – you guys have been on the same impact level this year. Mm-hmm. But it's not about beating him out. It's really about doing a better job than Robert Woods at this point, who has honestly not given Houston a lot this year, right? And so I don't want to hold his name next to Tank Dale. That's not fair. Tank, What Tank did this year as a rookie before going down uh, in, a, in the Denver game with an injury – that was phenomenal. I mean, he was on pace for a thousand yards.
2: No yeah, dollars. And and, and uh, let me let me just say this really quick. I only said that because nobody saw Tankdale having this type of impact this soon with this offense. That's the only reason why I brought that situation into the equation. And also to go back to John Mechie, good point. But to go back to him, it's
0: I just want to see what can he do in the next three games, right? Mm. Now, granted. What you mentioned, what are the coaches? Is it on the coaches? I do think that there is some reluctancy there. I do think they're kind of like, eh. you know, and uh, I don't think Bobby slork is in a good job of helping him get the wheels going. I I, I don't because uh, you look at John Manchi, 62 snaps lined up in the slot, 62 snaps lined up at wide. Yeah. Um, Yards per route run, 1.26. So he's not getting a lot of opportunity to, you know, make any plays, even with the limits on his snaps uh, this year. Out of the 12 targets, 12 out of the 22 targets that he's received this year have been between 0 and 10 yards. So he's not getting a lot of opportunity downfield to make plays or anything creative to get the ball going in his hands or anything like that. Uh, He has secured several first downs for this Texans offense. At one point, I think he was seven to seven or eight for eight in terms of catches and targets. So he was doing a good job of, you know, there if the ball was coming his way, you know, catching it. But the impact for the Browns game Sunday, the Tennessee game, and the Coast game, I want to see it.
1: Hmm.
0: I want to see it because, in all honesty, the question now is, where would he fit on this team moving forward? We presume Houston will re sign Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. Tank Dale ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. We presume Houston will look to draft a receiver and maybe sign a receiver in free agency. They still have Robert Woods on the contract, though. I think Houston may look to get out of that. I think he has a. I think he'd be due maybe five million next year. Uh 10 million guaranteed. Crazy contract, by the way. I'm still mad about that. And <laughs> then you have Xavier Hutchinson. So right now, look at John Mitchell and Xavier Hutchinson. Football terms. Do not take this is personal. They're the same boat. And I think because of the haul Houston gave up to get him, John Mitchie is going to get to slide over him. Of course, the Alabama connection. And then I think when fully healthy and when a full offseason program. In him, he's just a more dynamic player than Xavier Hutchinson. I mean, to go back to college, we saw that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if he doesn't show anything in the NFL. That's a business. I wonder if he bumps down a wide receiver four or five next year. If he plays himself <laughs> out important. of right, if he plays himself out of what he could be for this team. Not hoping for, not praying for, but this is just a business, and we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, one target for one catch for one yard on Sunday is honestly disappointing. You go back to the game against the New York, uh, the New York Jets, where basically four quarters, there was no Nico, no Tank Dell, and they gave you an opportunity, played in 50% of the snaps. The majority of that was with CJ Stroud, just wasn't able to get open. You know, I I think that's also been an issue with him downfield, not being able to get open, not being able to get those yak yards, which is something that coming into the NFL, that was one of John Mitch's. He was going to get you some yak yards. Hmm. So we wonder, and we hope to see better out of him him and for him uh, to close out the year. Listen, guys, you should not have to worry about how you're going to get tickets to your next Texans game or Rockets game, or Astros game, or if you want to go see a concert, or if you want to go laugh and go to a comedy show, you shouldn't be worrying. Why? Game time. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy all tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Lowest price guarantee, event case cancellation protection, job loss protection. So you lose a job on a Thursday, and the event on a on a Friday, got some protection for you. Ain't, ain't nobody ever had that. Also, with zone deals, you pick the section, Game Time picks the seats for an average of eighteen percent savings. You can't beat that. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. Before we close out the show, unfortunate news. Uh, C.J. Stroud will not be playing this Sunday. Mm. This will be his second game missing. Honestly, mm. this is the right decision. I don't care what none of you guys say. Uh, he was having trouble seeing this, this week with his vision. His vision wasn't the best. And so mm. you always look at the long-term value compared to short-term. And holding him out for another week is smart. The Houston Texans are going up against a very tough defense in the Cleveland Browns who are also in the playoff race right now, so this is an important win for him. You know, I, I am looking at Case Keenum to bounce back pretty good for Houston, so uh, well, to continue his play. Tough defense, though. However, the Texans added Tim Boyle, who got some burn this year with the New York Jets. Am I right? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, my God. Robert Solomon must have made the call. Mm. Uh, but the, the, the latest on C.J. Stroud is that There's a 99.9.999% chance he ain't playing on Sunday. Hmm. Smart decision. Again, just told you guys about some of his symptoms, which is what we were told. Um, But Houston will be without their star rookie quarterback
2: yeah look just like i said on yesterday's show john you just said it you know at the end of the day it's the right decision um i don't think no franchise no quarterback will have to go through what we saw miami went through last year you know whether right or wrong whatever the case might be man um as Coach D'Amico Ryan said, at the end of the day, it's not about no playoffs, not about a game. It's about the health of CJ. And, um, you know, hopefully that means we're definitely going to see him um, next week. However, uh, when you take a look at the signing of Tim, it's nothing to get too alarm about because he is signed as an additional emergency um, quarterback. That's the role that Case Keenum had, which I still don't understand how you go from inactive for 12 games to re- recording your first victory as a starting quarterback for the houston texans since 2014 I mean,
0: davis was like yeah you if,
2: got it bro. if i'm davis i am mad if i'm davis i'm demanding the trade this off season i'm okay. like you know what y'all right, go ahead and do that <laughs> you Thank know because remember they had trade rumors right. at the start before the start of this year remember and remember, I and was remember board, our conversation
0: but, was like, why tra- I, I know I was, why trade him? You know, just yeah. in case something happened, Davis, something case ha- something in case happened and, and Davis didn't get And try. just
2: last week, I was like, I'm glad they didn't trade him because now something has happened and you insert Davis. And they just skipped over this whole entire, you know, plan. And it's like, okay, so why is Davis still on this team at this point? I, I I just don't understand it, but I know a lot of people in the comment section was laughing at me talking about somewhere. If Davisville would have started, they definitely would have lost that game. Even though I still like Davis to this day, I think I might agree with that statement. But um, you know, once again, man, speedy recovery to CJ. Um, this week is going to be another. But you know what? Screw that. I am upset that we are not going to get CJ versus Deshaun this week, man. I was looking forward to that game. Boy,
0: oh my gosh, I don't know when we're gonna get a chance to see, like, get that
2: opportunity again. They play Cleveland, what, every year for some reason? They've always been on their the last two years. They played them last year for sure. They
0: played them last year, they didn't play them
2: in 2021, but in 2020, they played them because that was the game where it was raining. And I think it was Nick Chubb, they was up and he broke free for like a 65-yard run, but he stopped at the one-yard line in order to seal a deal so the Texans wouldn't get the ball back. Boy, I think was that my was... fantasy team mad at that. Yeah, so yeah, so they they, they played him in, I think, 2019 because they beat him in 19. They lost to him in 20. That was the rain game. They didn't play, a, play against him in 2021. And then last year, of course, Deshaun first game back after that suspension, they played him, so... No, if I'm the NFL, I'm like, look, this is the this is the Week One opener in Houston <laughs> Sunday Night Football. <laughs> we need it. Thank you guys for checking out today's
0: episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Uh, give me a shout out and and subscribe. I mean, and follow on X slash Twitter at John Underscore Hickman Twelve.
2: And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.